Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you are not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in cheery conversations, pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. This is Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. Let's listen to this week's conversation. This week, our guest is Alex Vandehei. She's born and raised right here in the 920 and married her high school sweetheart, Jake. They have two kiddos, ages one and two. She's the founder and CEO of a boutique digital marketing agency, Hypro Digital, and she's the co-founder of the Nest Cowork and Club. Alex, you have accomplished a lot, and I've really been looking forward to this conversation because you have this new, different kind of accomplishment, and I think it's the cheeriest. So, why? <laughs> Why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers about this new journey that you've been on? Yeah, so I started coming to Life Church a few months ago, actually probably like six to six months to a year ago. And it's been an incredible journey just getting to know Pastor Sonny and Pastor Sean and and God and Jesus. And I've not ever let him in my life before. So it's it's been it's been fun and it's been a journey so mm. it's been a lot to overcome and think through and determine what i believe in and how i believe in it and and how to let him in my life do you think that um people who have been in your life for a long time have have noticed that something is different or have have noticed that you have this new thing in your life yeah, I mean, when I go to church every Sunday, it's like, oh, you're going to church now. And I never went to church before. I was born and raised Catholic, and but we didn't really practice. I got confirmed when I was, I don't even know what age. The age. The age. I went to CCD for a short time, and then we never went again. And my family, my parents didn't raise us religious. And so when I started going to church again, and going to Life Church, I think my friends and family might have just looked at me like, why is she going to church? She never believed in God. She never was a practicing Christian or practicing mm-hmm. Catholic. And and who is she today? Mm-hmm. And now your hubby comes, which I remember you telling me, I think you, you were coming. And what was it you said to me? You said, now the next step is to get... Yes. Yeah, so I came and I just loved it. I fell in love with Pastor Sean's messages and everything that you guys represent and stand for. And I just knew I wanted Jake to come and see it too, because I think that regardless of his beliefs or what what it is, I thought that he would get something out of the message. Mm-hmm. And so he's been coming with you now, uh, yeah. If most I of come, the time, he comes. Yeah. yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, and, and you guys kids. come in with your kids, and you're all smiling, and <laughs> yeah. I love it. And the kids love it. And you know, Ella goes to the little baby classroom, and Chase goes to the two-year-olds. And he was hesitant at first when he'd go in by himself, but now he like loves coming to church. Aww. And on the nights before ch- church, he's like, "Are we going to church tomorrow?" And Aww. so he 
if we do miss it, he notices. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. At two. At two. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say has been the hardest part about especially when it comes to other people like they can say oh you're you're going to church now do you get any additional feedback or negative feedback no okay no. i never get negative feedback but i i think i especially with some of my family members who are not so into god at all they're like okay what is she going on the kooky journey for mm, yeah you know yeah or just those in it and they've never verbally said anything to me but it's just that that preconceived thought process mm -hmm. that i'm making it be yeah well a lot of times i think we do i i've noticed there's people who have come to life church and they'll check in on facebook or they'll say oh you know they'll share something from life church and people will start to comment below like oh i was going to check that place out or i've heard about that and they're shocked. I will have people that will come to me and say, I was shocked to see that when I posted about Life Church or that I checked in, that these people from high school or these people I never would have expected were asking, could they come and sit with me? Mm -hmm. I wonder how many preconceived ideas we make up. Yes. Or we just have, I mean, there is the little angel devil cartoon, but you know, the devil's sitting on her shoulder going, oh, they actually are judging you and think you're weird. Or are they wrapped up in their own stuff? And actually they might be open to coming to church themselves, but you never expected it, right? Yeah, because nobody wants to be the first to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Or think through, like, they, you, you don't want to be the one to put it out there first. Mm. And you want them, if, if you know they're okay, at least for me, I feel like it's easier for me to talk about it if I know they're into it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know if they're judging me. Yeah. And that's my own. Well, and there's been a lot of crazy that's gone on. I mean, we here call ourselves Jesus people. Mm -hmm. I call myself self a Jesus girl, not a Christian. And it's not that I'm not a Christ follower, Christian, but we call ourselves Jesus people because there are religions now that are not focused on Jesus and God. They're mm. weird and they are off base. They're not <laughs> biblical. And they're, there's a couple campaigns in other religions that they're calling themselves Christians and they are not Christ followers, but they think that that'll like pull people in. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it just makes it worse. Or we've seen the weird stuff on TV or I've watched uh, the Scientology or the, the documentaries on cults. And yeah. I think that we know enough weird that we assume people think we're a cult, we're weird. Yeah. And what was your first impression when you came into Life Church, like even just walking in the lobby? Oh, it's so inviting. It's so inviting and everybody's so excited to be there and chipper and happy and like you can't even walk into a mall and feel like that. Mm. So I think that was one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to be in this community is because of the community. Yeah. And it is obviously life-changing just how people are living out their lives that come here mm. so so it makes it makes me made me want to come yeah well and we also are not like a cult where we said okay now shut off your family anybody who doesn't think or believe like you you because that's that's one sign of a cult and i don't know why i'm getting onto cults although i watched leah remini <laughs> of the scientology i'm like oh my gosh like they literally said you need to call your biological family and be done and i was like people do that but I think that, that the devil would like that concept to bleed over where people suspect even a church is saying, come and be a part of our community and, and then say bye to everybody who doesn't think and believe like us. And mm. we're, we're more like open door, open arms. 
and for sure don't cut off your family, your friends. In fact, just be like Jesus in the community, in your family, at family reunions. Suddenly you're not engaging in the arguments that you used to, not you, but you know, some people, they right. acted a certain way in their family and suddenly the change is they're more peaceful and kind and controlled. And then the family goes, huh, must be something going on in her. Right. So I think that's the way to win your family. Right. Yeah. And some of your family does come here. Yes. Your mom. Yeah, my mom. She She's the one who's been like, pulling me along to come and um and she's just she's been a huge part of my jesus journey so oh that's great she's amazing and you're gonna cry a little about her Her, your mom is incredible she's a great woman yeah Yeah. that's great i liked when you guys are talking about the lobby a little bit i had heard this i won't say what the percentage is because i don't know (laughs) but it was a large percentage that um in any church that um like let's just say it's like 90% of people will decide if they're going to stay at a church or come back before they even sit in the auditorium, before they even hear worship, before they even hear the pastor. It's all about the environment they walk into. And so Mm -hmm. I love that your your first response was, Mm -hmm. it was so inviting because Mm -hmm. that's how uh, a a place that is supposed to represent Jesus, it should be like anyone should be able to walk in and say they felt welcome. So I love that you talk about that. We're going to take a quick break, um, but stay tuned because we're going to come back to this conversation and talk more about this journey that Alex is on. Welcome back. We're here with Alex and Sunny, and we've been talking about this new journey that Alex is on, this new Jesus journey. And so Alex, why don't you say something to our listeners and our viewers? Tell them being new to this Jesus thing, being new to a church environment, which can be scary for some people. What are some of the things that um, you're still working through and learning? Yeah. So every week I come to church and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. The Bible, this passage, that passage, that proverb, this, that, the other thing. And I'm, you know, it's, it's a lot to take in. I've never read the Bible before. Um, I'm trying to dabble in it. So how do you, I love that. What do you tell? (laughs) I'm dabbling in the Bible. That's so good. (laughs) I don't know what that, yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, I think that this is important and I will relay this to Sean because he's always done this. And I think it's important. We always do that. We don't just say, Paul said because we always think paul is he the guy at the parking lot that helped me like paul said but paul who wrote in the new testament uh saint paul some know him as so then it's he wrote and really i think taking the christianese out of it we've tried to do that Mm -hmm. so that when you're learning and what i would say to anybody who's listening or watching is that when you're learning the bible everyone's learning it it, mm. And don't, again, let like fear and doubt get in your head to go, I should know this. No, we're teaching it because most people in the room don't know it. And for sure at Life Church, our goal is to unpack and teach scripture that hasn't been viewed that way. We're not just going to tell, oh, David and Goliath and three stones and, you know, you can kill something with three stones. Like, well, okay, I learned that in Sunday school or I never learned that, but like, what's the deeper meaning? And so I think it's important that you know, and anybody knows who steps in the foot of Life Church or another church, that everybody's learning it. There's things I hear and I'm like, I should know that by now. Or things mm-hmm. I've preached on that I've thought, how did I never catch that before? Okay. And I might be preaching this thinking this is a new revelation, but I wonder if there's people who also have never heard it this way before. So we really teach through that lens. 
Yeah. You shouldn't. If if you walked in here, it was like, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that exactly that way. Then that might be a place that you're not growing anyway. Okay, that makes sense. You're in bright. Yes. Talk about how that has helped because I think what's cool is that you said, I want to learn this Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. And then you said, I'm going to like put some feet to that. I'm not just going to say, well, Sunday morning and I'm good. Right. <laughs> that So bright has been great because I, I hear you in season talking every morning and giving us something that's practical, mm -hmm. that it's not only about the Bible and it's not only about Jesus and it is but it all relates back mm -hmm. and it, I can apply it to my life. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been wondering how to get into the Bible even more. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking about joining a life group as well. Yay. <laughs> and this lady Yay. likes that. Yes. She's like, hey, life yes. group pastor. Yeah. It yeah. really does take it to a new level. Yeah, you just get connected with people who are often in the same same season and spot that you're in that just want to learn more or they're new to the church. They don't know anyone. And so a life group is really, it's really first and foremost about connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. And then as you build those relationships, when they're relationships that are built on also getting to know Jesus more, like it, it's a great way to go deep with people. Mm -hmm. so, and I love yeah. that the studies, they, again, it's even a, a life group, they would focus on one book of the Bible. Like you can't in six weeks go through the whole Bible. I feel like in my whole lifetime, mm. I won't really have learned the Bible until I've got 80 years in. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so like, I don't think that I just know it all because I went to Bible college and I've been doing this for 20 years and I was a Christian quasi before, before. It is an, it's a constant learning and that's why I think the Bible is so awesome because it's like that novel or that piece of literature that you want to unpack, yeah. but then you figure it out in class and in college and you move on. The Bible is so deep and rich that you do study the same book for the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah. So, so take that pressure off. So what would you start <laughs> with as a, like getting into the Bible, what would, mm -hmm. what chapter would you start or what? I think part would you say? I think the book of John is okay. a great start. So in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I think John's a great start for the first. Okay. Because it is about Jesus, but just the way in which it's written is awesome. I also think that the message Bible helps people oh, okay. when they're like the these and thous. Although, you know, people shouldn't start with King James. Okay. Or new King James. It's King James. It sounds like thus thou like English, <laughs> uh, British, like, yeah. no, no, don't start there. So the message or, you know, the, the new living or the, the NIV. So some of those versions, but John is a great one. Okay. And then I love Proverbs a day because frankly, even a book of the Bible can be overwhelming. But what about one section in the book of Proverbs? Okay. Then it's Proverbs one on day one of May and Proverbs two on day two, because it says a whole lot. You're going to learn a whole lot. And then the next month you go, whew, I didn't even catch that the first time through. So John or Proverbs and Proverbs is in the Old Testament. So that's nice to be in that. Okay. And then John in the New Testament. Okay. Yeah. I love that question about like, well, where would I start yeah. or what, like what tools, what other things could new Jesus people or people who really just want to go deeper in their walk? Um, what are other things that can maybe um, go along with the Bible they're reading? Like what are other tools oh, or things like I'm use? so glad you asked. And I wish we were sponsored by the Bible project <laughs> because I talk about it so much. The Bible project, it's an app or it's a website and they create videos Okay, and they, I mean, they'll just seamlessly and through picture because it's art and it's video and it's it's it appeals to the eye, but then they're talking you through it. They can show you how Jesus ties 
from Genesis, the first book of the Bible in the Old Testament, all the way through the end of the Bible in the New Testament after he came, died and rose again. And they'll teach you that. And you didn't know that about that part of the Bible. And I get to see it. And it's it's like a cartoon, but it's for sure a cartoon for adults. Okay. It's for sure something that as adults, you sometimes I have to watch one four minute video five times because I'm like, there's so much there. But then when I go to read my Bible, it's way more interesting. So I think the Bible <laughs> project's incredible. And uh, the YouVersion app on our phone, I have today Romans 3, Romans 4, and Romans 5. I push play, and the guy on the ESV version of my Bible. Version Bible app read to me as I did my makeup. And then I would tune out as I was like, oh, I'm mascara in life and I'm not thinking about what he's saying. And then he says something and I'm, and he rewind. is, I mean, rewind. And yeah, I did. I went from five, I went back to three and then I heard it and then I highlighted it all while I was putting my makeup on. So it doesn't always have to be like, go kneel on your knees with the right. Bible, open it and hate every moment of your boring <laughs> Bible reading. Like, no, it, it I mix it up so, all the time. So that allows you, allows it to be in like layman's terms. Yes. Okay. For sure. Yes, for sure. Okay. So good. Great questions. You had another really good question that I, I want you to ask Sunny and it was about, um, you know, like, believe, I'm sure as a new Jesus person in church, you hear stories and things where you're like, <laughs> really like a guy gets eaten by a big fish. Like, I mean, there are things that are like, how does that work? And yeah. so ask this question you have for Sunny about maybe some of the things that you hear in church and, and believing them. Yeah. So I guess I'm just curious, like being a new Jesus person, it's hard to just believe everything. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, when, when did you start believing everything or did you just believe in God right away or how did that mm. come to fruition? Uh, I, at five years old, my dad told me about Jesus because up until that time, my parents didn't go to church. It wasn't part of our life, but my parents got separated and my mom and dad were going to divorce. So my dad ran to his sister, my aunt Judy, and said, I need help. And she's going all your life. I've been your big sister trying to tell you about God, trying to tell you about Jesus, but you didn't want to have anything to do with it. But now at your lowest point, so I'm so grateful he had a low point. I'm gonna share with Jesus with you again. And okay. she lovingly shared it with my dad. My dad gave his life to Jesus, didn't know what that was gonna look like, but he knew he needed it, needed something. Then he shared Jesus with me um, while my parents were separated when the okay. weekend I was with him. And I accepted Jesus. And it was that I watched my dad want something so bad and it was all to rescue our family. Mm. And that just as a five-year-old spoke to me like, this must be a pretty big deal if my dad thinks this will work. Mm. And then my parents just walked it out for, for, my dad started teaching Bible studies not long after. Wow. And I mean, he just went all in and now he just operates where you can tell he's like Jesus. Uh, but that was the turning point for him, which was the turning point for me. Then I, I loved Jesus even when I was dumb in high school and I did dumb. I still love Jesus and I felt really guilty. But do I think I just believed because I just, somebody told me to? No, I saw a change in my dad. Mm. And the proof for me is change in people. And even I think about our church. I think Life Church, it's gonna be known by its fruit. If we're growing, we're joyful, we're healthy, we're strong, we're reaching out and we're acting like Jesus is, that's the fruit of a tree that is doing well. That's how it proves God to me. When I look at people's lives who are struggling and suffering and hurting, 
but they don't believe in God. In fact, they hate him. They will stand up and shout about how he is not real and he's terrible and he killed my mom, he killed my child, and we blame God. Those people are not joyful. They are not having any fruit. In fact, they're hurting and they're actually shriveling up and dying. And that proves to me that the answer is God. So it's looking at people. Now, when that person will say, okay, maybe there is an, a devil and maybe he's the one who killed my mom, who, mm. you know, was a part of all the hurt and they start putting the blame on the devil rather than God it starts to soften them and then God can come in. Do I have all the answers? Do I not question the Jonah and the whale? <laughs> I'm like, huh, I would like to go to a marine biologist and say, what could hold that living room in the belly of a <laughs> fish that a man could say about? For sure, I wanna know that. But I also know that there are certain books of the Bible that they were written verbatim the way the story went, like Jesus and his death, there's historical evidence. Even scientists would say, well, we don't believe Jesus was the savior, but he was a man. He died here. National Geographic actually proved where he was, he was uh, laid into a tomb just recently. So there's those kind of things. And then there's Jonah and the whale. Mm -hmm. But the way, if you study literature, and this is what theologians and pastor Sean and I are supposed to do, is to dig deeper. And the Bible Project does this well to say this work of literature was kind of like Shakespeare, because you can tell, or this was a poetry book. Okay. It's poetic. They're not really saying that I love my wife because she looks like a deer. It's poetic. It's okay. not literal. She didn't look like a deer, but it's because it's, it's, it's this metaphorically written book, whereas this book was okay. a historical book and the Bible is separated in those ways. So Jonah, I'm still a little confused, but Jonah may have just been, um, they assumed he got swallowed by a whale cause he was headed that way. And then he got lost at sea and then he showed up. Like that doesn't have to be that maybe yeah. he literally was swallowed by a whale. <laughs> but I'm waiting for a marine biologist to prove that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That was an, that's an awesome question mm -hmm. because I know, I know people will ask that, you know, yes. they think that those people, you know, those of us that have been walking the Jesus journey for a while, like, oh, you just always believe you and, drank the Kool-Aid yeah. and you just never questioned. Exactly. We, Sean questions all the time. Like there are new stars and new, like there's, there's black matter and there's all this stuff. The galaxy is larger than they've ever seen before. Like that makes us, that makes mm. us wonder. In fact, there was this great untheological, but amazing book and movie called The Shack. And in the moment of where, I don't know, it was one part of the movie and you saw the stars and Sean and I looked at each other and we said, do you think the reason they keep discovering more stars and more galaxies is because, because when our souls go to heaven, like each star represents each soul. Like there, we don't know, but like we can wonder, we can sure. ask, and it could be really cool if that's the answer. That doesn't determine whether I need to live and love Jesus. That's just cool, and yes, I wonder. Okay, that, I love that. That helps so much. Mm, yeah, I love you. that Good. so much. I love having you on this yes, show because this is there great. are so many people in your exact same position who yes. are either really new to the Jesus thing or to a, a church, or or maybe they're just thinking about checking the Jesus thing out or yeah. checking out a church like Life Church or any church. So what would you say to someone like that who is listening or watching right now and maybe they had a bad church experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had an, a not great experience with someone who claimed to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to that person who is just like, I'm just not sure if walking down that path is worth it. Getting to know Jesus is worth it. Well, I can tell you that we've been in full-time ministry for how many years? 19. 
And there was a time where I think both of us thought, we've been at these churches, some good, some not great. And Christians bug us. Like, wow. Like they're they're judgmental, they mm -hmm. rage on Facebook, they rant, they, they can't say anything to somebody's face, but they can be super opinionated and backbiting and gossipy. And we're like, really, is this what it's all about? And I halfway through our ministry, I think we both thought, do we just want to go into a career and know that we love Jesus, but we don't want to be around Christians? That we we walked that road. And for three years we were not pastors ourselves in the middle of our, our 19 years of ministry. And when we did come to Pastor Life Church, we determined we want to have a church we would want to attend. And we want a church that points to Jesus and that represents him the right way. And and that and what happened is now we're pastoring the largest church we ever were on staff at or pastored. And I think it's because we determined we're gonna cut the crap and the <laughs> we're gonna cut the negativity and yes, we address things, like we're not just passive, uh, but my goodness, we have misrepresented Jesus. And and so what I would say to people who have been burned is I get it. And still in our city, in America, in the world, people in your life, there are Christians that are wearing that and not acting like Jesus. And don't judge that. Actually, it's so crazy. In Romans 3 today, it said, what if, it's so crazy, I listened to this today and I this is the one I rewound and I re-highlighted. It said, if people mess it up, it was talking about the Jews, if the Jews, the Gentiles, if those who say, back then they would have been considered the Jews, the chosen people, whereas we could say the Christians. So say a Christian says, this is who I am and how God is, but they mess up. Romans three said, do you hold that against God? And it said, for sure don't hold it against God because people mess up because God is right and true and good, but people will mess up. And that was just the little bit today. And that's exactly what we're talking about. That's oh, so good. I love that. I love that. Thank you so yes, much thank you. for sharing your story. Mm -hmm. um, and to our listeners and viewers, this conversation isn't about a specific church right. or a specific religion. This conversation is about relationship and that's with Jesus, Jesus and how to get to know him better. And so that you know, there are people that are on the same journey, have the same questions that you have. And so we're going to have some links in the comments to help you out. You version, the Bible project, like Pastor Sonny talked yeah. about. So we'll have that available to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.